I am Scott the Fane Knowles, and you're listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR Podcast. What's up, everybody? Could you do me a huge favor and go and check out the show's sponsor at monkeygrips.com? That's monkey with two E's. And give them a follow on Instagram at monkeygrip2 as well. They make these awesome rope grips that you can hang from a pull-up bar. And you can do your pull-ups on there and max out your pull-ups, max out your dead hangs. And then you can take them off of there real quick and put them on some dumbbells and do farmer's carries or just static holds to just blow out your grip even further. They also sell cannonball grips, which is about the size of a baseball. And they attach onto the dumbbells and the pull-up bars the exact same way. And they also sell liquid chalk too. So do me a favor and go and check them out. That's monkeygrips.com. Hey guys, have you checked the weather report for this weekend at Fayetteville? It's going to be stupid hot. It's going to be like a high of 90 and a low of 66, and it's going to get hot fast. But the cool thing about this weekend is, is let's say you do get dehydrated. My friend Miranda Kilby is going to be there with her company, Rejuvator Medical Spa, and she's going to be doing IV therapy on site. And I don't know if you went to the November Ultra in Carolina, but they were there as well. And I had this done. And the blend that I had done was called the Enhanced Blend. It's for athlete recovery and performance. It's got your amino acids in it. It's got other vitamins in it and minerals in it to help you recover to where you can perform the next day and get rehydrated quick. And what's cool about IV therapy is, is when you take in that directly into your bloodstream, you're getting 100% of all those vitamins and amino acids, where if you were to eat or drink those, you would only get, say, 30%. But they're really good people. I sat there and talked to them for a long time. What The nurse that administered my IV, she's a friend of my buddy that I used to do Jeep Jamborees with. So just go and talk to them, even if you're not interested in this, if you're scared of needles, whatever. Just go over there and talk to them and just ask her about the different blends. Because I had the enhanced blend, but they also have an amino blend and a mineral blend and an ascorbic acid blend. So go and talk to them and just let her explain to you like what the services are. And if you check my Instagram and you want to go ahead and like book an appointment for Saturday or Sunday, there's a QR code that's on there and you can go to our site and book it. There's a promo code for hydrate two, and that will get you $50 off for you and a buddy. And you can use just hydrate for a promo code and get $25 off for just say you, if you're going by yourself and that's all caps for these uh, promo codes as well. But uh, like I said, just go and talk to her. She's, they're really cool people, and it's a really cool service. It's a local company. They're out of Shelby, North Carolina, and it's just a really cool service. I enjoyed it, and I guarantee you after the Ultra, that's going to be the first place I go after I put on some clean dry clothes. I don't want to go over there and sit in her chair while I'm all muddy. But yeah, go and check them out. Rejuvator Medical Spa. On this episode, Lisa Gonzalez tells us all about how she found hurricane heats and fell in love with them. And then when this year started, they got rid of a lot of the longer hurricane heats. So she emailed Joe DeSena and Joe DeSena signed her up for the death race. And she tells us all about herself and all about how it got to that point. Here's an interview with Lisa Gonzalez. Lisa Gonzalez, how are you today? Hi, I'm good. Ready to have a talk with you. All right. All right. Well, I've already complimented you on how great of a speaking voice you have. Oh, no. So uh, (laughs) tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, where are you from? What do you do for work? How old are you? Okay. Uh, So I live in Edinburgh, Texas, in the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, So I like to say in the tip of Texas. Uh, I am, I just turned 36 last week. So, yay. Yay. (laughs) Um, And so I work at a um, university here in South Texas. It's called the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley. And I am the college administrator in the College of Engineering and Computer Science. Oh, that sounds like really smart stuff. So, I I, would say oversee a lot of the business aspects of running a college. So, it's pretty fun. So, like, what is, like, a normal day for you? Like, how does it go? 
Um, example today, uh, I took a group of our facilities team to look at one of our labs to try to heat it or to try to keep it cool at a certain level so that a faculty member can do his research um, according to the standards that he's being paid to to do it. So um, it's like bearing testing, testing of bearings. So mm. um, so that's like kind of a typical. T- <laughs> mm. So I have like, you know, assessors and they're trying to see what they can do to to keep the area cool. Um, and like I do like construction projects too, like we're, we're modeling um, a space in our civil engineering program so that we can keep up with the, the enrollment rates and, and do more research That's on a, that side. So, yeah. So, so pretty hands-on work. So you're probably moving a lot at work and stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's probably 50-50. Like some days I'm just at the desk all day mm. and just sending emails all day. So, um, yeah. So it just, it's like kind of seasonal, I guess. So usually around this time period is when we try to do projects. Um, cause in the summer we have a little bit less foot traffic on campus. Mm-hmm. So, so that's when we do those types of things. But like during the, the regular school year, it's a lot of, um, emails passing through and, uh, that admin, more administrative type of stuff. Hmm. So, so yeah, so sometimes it's a good break to go work out when I'm just at the desk all day. Right. I bet. I hate sitting at the desk all day and some it's it's very rare when I have to do that. I might sit at the desk for an hour doing like closing out work orders, but normally I'm out moving around a building and fixing stuff, you know, so. Yeah. I like being I like everything changing, you know, and not doing the same mm-hmm. thing every day. That's what I enjoy mm-hmm. doing mostly. So, okay, well, tell us a little bit about, like, how you found Spartan. I know you're a big advocate for Hurricanes Heat. Tell us how yes. you first found that. Um, so, uh, so I, I, I mean, I found it in 2021, I believe. Uh, that was when I had my first um, Hurricane Heat. And... Um, so I kind of got hooked from then, <laughs> but I don't know if you want me to like start from the beginning or, um, or just into the Spartan time Yeah, period. I mean, well, yeah. I tell you what, so <laughs> Lisa sent me an email that she had mailed to Joe because uh, some of the longer hurricane heats were uh, cut out, correct? Yes. And you emailed Joe and it was a long email and you were telling him about how, you know, that you've gone through uh, a major, you know, transformation and the hurricane heats were your passion and you were sad that these long hurricane heats were gone. And Joe's response was, uh, bad news. I signed you up for the death race. And so... That's how me and you, you know, started talking, but you can fill in the void between, you know, how your uh, transformation to this point has gone. Oh, okay. Um, so, so I had already always had, um, I guess, lower back problem. I was in a car accident when I was like 15. And so like ever since then, I've always had issues and um, then I gain a lot of weight when I was like 22 and so then that just made everything worse so I got to the point where I couldn't walk or like get out of bed on my own so I made a commitment I guess because I didn't I was really really scared to get surgery um to to lose the weight so I made a commitment to change my diet and I just focused on that because I couldn't at that point I couldn't do exercise at all um and so then after I lost that weight, um, I lost 163 pounds, which was a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. And um, I, I still had like not excruciating pain, but the pain was still there. So then that's when I started going to physical therapy at Physio Sports Physical Therapy. I went to a lot of other different places, um, and that was the one that was really more um, functional recovery, I guess. And, and he doesn't do it like, it's more of, he focuses on strengthening muscles. 
Um, so when I went to physical therapy, that's when finally I was able to get the pain less. Um, and then I kind of left. So I went back to, you know, your usual routine and that kind of thing. And, um, I focused on just like light running a lot. Um, but then of course the pandemic happened and, and I went through a divorce and a lot of other stuff. And so I, so the pain came back Mm. and I went back into the same physical therapist and I was like, I'm back again. (laughs) And I basically told like, it took um, three people to get me. I was in so much pain. It took three people to get me from the table to the anti-gravity treadmill. Mm. And so that's, that's when at that point I was like, what do I need to do? And he's like, you need to get stronger just to live. (laughs) So, um, so that's where it kind of started. And, uh, then I was a physical therapy patient for almost a year, close to a year before I switched to what we call, you know, gym patient. (laughs) So, um, so it handles the both, uh, gym and, um, physical therapy patients. And so at that point then they were like, well, what are your goals? And so my physical therapist, Joey Cadena, he actually used to do Spartan races. Mm. And so he has a lot of Spartan like gear and stuff, you know, medals and everything. And he does, he, um, stopped it at a certain point. Um, and, but he like, that was always his passion. Right. Um, so, so that's where it kind of started. And so when I did research on like what kind of race I wanted to do, I'm not good at like rope climbing or swinging. (laughs) So the races are really hard for me. Um, but when I saw what the hurricane heats were, that's when I was more of like, okay, I think I can, you know, attempt this one. So that was what I made that my goal. And I had, and then (laughs) I walked into the physical therapy place and I, I told the doctor, I was like, okay, I signed up for a hurricane heat and his eyes got like super big. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and I was was like I was like well I mean from reading the description like that doesn't you know like it seemed like that was more geared to what I enjoyed I guess right Um, because I started out doing a lot of just weight training um, Mm -hmm. just to strengthen me in general Um, it wasn't until um, afterwards that now I'm like focusing a lot more on cardio Mm-hmm. type of stuff but um yeah so then I so when I told him like I'm gonna work any that's when like the real workout started <laughs> <laughs> so it was a lot of more pushing on me than um than before uh so then um so I so I did my first four hour hurricane heat in uh I believe it was November 2021 where at? Um, yeah, at South Padre Island. It was the mm. first time. And that was the other thing. So that was the first time that they had had it, that they were going to have it there. Um, and that's like an hour and a half from where I live. And I love the, I love the beach. So that's, um, so that was the, also the benefit of having it there. So that's not, um, that's not actually an island. That's just what they call the area, right? No, it, I mean, no, it took, I think it technically is an island. Right. I mean, it's not like, a, what is it? Is it an isla? Yeah. <laughs> I guess, because it's like connected, mm-hmm. right? It's still right. connected to us, but yeah. But okay. Yeah, I mean, that's what they call it, South Padre Island. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, but, and also, you know, you have the added factor of the sand and that kind of stuff. So that kind of led me down to going to the beach to train and um you know just to to make sure that i was prepared i guess yeah so so how did this first hurricane heat go for you was it what you expected were you overwhelmed tell us how it went so i it was how do i say this so i was all concerned with my gear and mm-hmm. we get on the beach, and the first thing, um, BJ, he was the cryptie at the time, the first thing he says is take off your shoes and socks. <laughs> so <laughs> so all of that, you know, train on, like, oh, I need the right type of shoes, you know, for the, uh, uh, what is it, the water. Um, right. 
the yeah you know all of those types of things that you think about to prepare for and it's like no we're not even gonna be wearing shoes <laughs> so, um but then uh so we went through the whole thing you know we did sit-ups in the water burpees and the in the water and the waves you know and the, of course some of the people you know they're not counting on the right count so then we're like getting hit by the waves and all these things but it was super fun um and uh and you know we did a lot of what did we do um where we had the bucket with a bunch of water in it and there's a (coughs) call where the person goes in the front um but anyway so uh and my team won so that was cool oh Um, that's even better (laughs) exactly Hmm. um but we so so it was a lot of fun and the thing is what what joey said is is my pt we're training you harder so that when you get there it's easier and honestly for that first one it i i thought it was gonna be worse Mm -hmm. but like so but when i finished it i was like oh okay like 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 i handled it you know um so that's what kind of pushed me to like down that track of well then let me do something more advanced Mm -hmm. you know um so but i ended up doing another four hour that they also had there in the island um that following march uh so yeah and that one was a lot harder (laughs) (laughs) so i think they kind of figured out the venue and then they were like okay let's make this a lot rougher so we did like um sandbag yoke carries along the beach yes yeah um so i um, but, and, and that's the thing because I, I had herniated discs on my neck before, mm. um, and they had wanted to do surgery and I, I got a second opinion and then they ended up not doing surgery. So like doing those yoke carries for like me was like a really big success that I was able to handle that. So it was, it was then that I got really hooked. Did um, you, yeah, go ahead. Did you have any problems like? you know, with your back or your neck while, while you've done any of these hurricane heats that you've had? That's the thing. I mean, I've been really, I've been really cautious and I kind of focus on the technique, I guess. And that's kind of what they, I think that's kind of benefit of me training at a physical therapy place is Mm -hmm. he knows like the right way to do things or like the, or like the alternate way that I should do it for my conditions. Um, so, and like, he'll, you know, he'll check my spine and adjust me before the race and that kind of thing to like, make sure I'm good to go. Um, and so, so yeah, so I, I, and I train for it. So if it hurts me, like, you know, during it, then I can, at that point I can figure out like, okay, should I do something differently kind of thing? So how many hurricane heats have you done? So I've done, that's a good question. Uh, now you knew I was going to interview you and I would probably ask that question. You should, you should know this number. Like this is your jam, I think, man. I think I've done six. <laughs> Cause I just did another two. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. <laughs> I, but you've done, have you done the 12 hour and the, and the 24 hours? Have you done those two or just the four yes. hours? Yeah, no, I've done, I, so I completed my hurricane heat trifecta last year. Mm. Um, so yeah, so that was pretty, I didn't think I would be able to do the 24 hours. <laughs> it's yeah. just stuck. And I got to the point where it was like, uh, what is it where you, where you don't know what time it is and you're just out there in the middle of nowhere. Right. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, so yeah, I've done all three and I've done, I, um, now I've gotten into like a, like I'll go somewhere that I wouldn't normally have gone to. So I did a four hour in, um, Joshua tree, California. Um, cause the terrain was like, I knew the terrain would be different there. Right. Um, and then a lot of my other friends that I've met through, um, the hurricane heats, um, we're going to that. It was the trifecta weekend at the time. So, mm-hmm. um, so I did the four hour there and that was like super hard <laughs> because I was not used to incline. So at uh, that point, that's when I was like, okay, because I, in South Texas, we have no mountains. Right. 
nothing like to train for that. It's like that here in South Georgia too. We ain't got no mountains here neither. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Yes. Yeah. So what is the major difference in your opinion? What was the major difference between say the 12 hour, the hurricane heat and the 24 hour? Was there an obvious difference between the type of event or were they all similar, but just longer? So no, there's a, there's a big difference. Um, so, and I looked back and I've done seven. (laughs) 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 I just added it all up with the extra (laughs) North Carolina. Um, so, so that's thing. So out of my seven, I've done two 12 hours. And to be honest, the 12 hours are probably the hardest. Right. In my opinion, yeah, because it's the actual merge of fast and content. So in the four hour, you're it's fast because they're trying to fit a lot of things in four hours. Mm-hmm. But it's short because obviously it's like four, four hours. hours yeah. um, so you can just like push through it. Um, but the, and then the 24 hour it's a, I don't want to say slow, but it's like, it's a slower pace than a four hour at certain points, but it's a lot more mental aspect because you're pushing through 24 hours. You know, I mean, you're not sleeping, you're staying awake the whole time. And, um, and then there's a lot of more added factors of like doing a 5k backwards. You know, I didn't think I would do that. (laughs) So, um, and, and then more mental challenges, like putting together puzzles without any instructions, um, at like four o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that, so the 24 hours, a lot more mental, um, challenges that you have to push through, but the 12 hour is like both. And so you're going fast and it's a lot of content and then there's mental stuff with mixed with it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just, yeah. So those, so I get, I honestly get nervous with the 12 hour cause I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> um, cause it's, you know, you don't know what to expect and it is, and it's longer, you know? So, yeah. And if it's overnight, some 12 hours, you know, a different day, some are more right overnight. So, um, yeah, but to be honest, the 12s, I feel more accomplished after them because like, like the first one I did, I'm really afraid of heights. So the Spartan raises are really hard for me. (laughs) Um, But so we had to do, we had to go over the cargo wall with our rucks on. And so I was just like, and we had to do it multiple times. Mm. And so after that, like the one was like, you, you went, uh, what is it? You got past a lot of, <laughs> a lot of child, mental challenges. And I was like, I know it's really hard because <laughs> I'm like shaking the entire time. <laughs> I'm like going up the thing. Um, so which one, which one bothers you more, the A-frame or the vertical cargo? Both. <laughs> and we had to go over both during that 12 hour. Right. And I think I did at least five, five to eight times. Yeah. Um, I th- And I think the vertical cargo is probably the worst because it's, yeah, because with the A-frame, like I can just like try to breathe and go through it slower. But the vertical cargo, if you have your ruck on, it's you're heavy in the yeah. back. You know, so so that was a that was the thing. Yeah. See, I'm I'm not I'm not really scared of heights, but I, I would. That's what I was thinking to myself. If I was more afraid of one, I feel like it would be the vertical cargo net because mm-hmm. if something happens and you fall off a vertical cargo net, you're going to fall straight down. Whereas exactly. on the where on the A frame, even though you are up higher, if you fall. You're just going to fall into the net unless you're just exactly. way over on the side, you know? So. Yeah. 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 It's still, you know, it's still, you know, I just try not to look down and just <laughs> going over. But yeah, I mean, the vertical, the vertical cargo is, is a lot more physically challenging. Yeah. Absolutely. Rather than the apron, especially if you have your rock on. And then, so that was in my first 12 hour. And when I did my second 12 hour, this like a couple weeks ago, um, we actually rucked the entire sprint. <laughs> was that at Charlotte? 
Yes. Yeah. So, um, so, but since the 12 hour that I did last year, I had been training for that. So mm-hmm. I had rocked a couple sprints already, um, with some of my Spartan friends. So, so that's why I was like, when he's like, that's the first thing that we're going to do. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so you were prepared. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was still really hard. Cause I was not prepared for that mud. There was a lot of mud in Charlotte. So my buddy Craig Daniel was the cryptae at that one. Yes, yes he was. How did he do as a cryptae? And you can talk as much shit about him as you want to <laughs> on this podcast. No, he was great. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was awesome because I actually, um, I my bag did not make it with me. So I had oh, no. literally just my ruck and like a few things. Um, so I put the call out on the, on the chat and I was, I was like any, so I gathered all that. And that's why like the Spartan community is amazing because everybody helps you out. Uh, yeah. So, so I had, I, so I gathered as much gear as I could in the parking lot before Uh I showed up and Craig, Craig looks at me and goes, so are you ready? And I was like, yep, I got everything. (laughs) Cause he had seen my post. Um, so, but no, he was great. And he, he would check on you're um you know short on on equipment and i was like i was like no i'm good so he was he was making sure that i was that, uh, i was you, gonna survive <laughs> you should have told craig you should have said man i was born ready and you ain't got shit for me i can't handle that's what you should have told craig so i'm I'm sure craig did like something where you were like well that was kind of messed up or man he really dropped the ball on this exercise come on give us some dirt give us some trash on craig oh my god no oh my no he was i mean he was he was great this is like He's kind of like Andy in the sense that he's not like like a mean creepteya, but it's but still like silently brutal. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but no, he was great. I mean, I I enjoyed it. Yeah, and it's yeah. Oh, actually, here's a good story. Uh, yes, and this is a good uh, moment that you would like. So absolutely, <laughs> we had to um, fill our buckets with water and trek through the course which is super funny and um without spilling water so then we get to this the station or the spot that we were supposed to get to and so we're going to do a 30 minute bucket hold Mm. with our water and in my head i was like there's no way (laughs) (laughs) um but so i'm there so we started the clock our timers and so I'm there, and he looks in my bucket, and I guess I had lost a little too much water for his his liking. So he had a bucket of mud, and he <laughs> decided to fill my bucket that did have water with also mud and all this stuff. Great. <laughs> until the, the whatever point, and I just kept holding it, and then um, the the guys that I'm in between two of these guys, and so they're chit chatting the whole time, and in my head I'm like, why are you talking? And then they're like, no, you need to get your mind off of it, and like talk about these other things. And I'm just like, okay, so I'm like trying to get in their conversation. <laughs> and, like, uh-huh. and then the you know one of the guys next to me, um, he's he's like he's he's looking at because I didn't want to look at my timer. And that's right. thing, it, like, when I'm at the gym, I also, I don't, I don't pay attention to what time it is. I don't know how long I'm doing this, whatever, like, like, I'm just going. So, um, so it was him that he, he was like, well, I'm close. So you, you started yours, like, right after, <laughs> so just like there, like, super, <laughs> just holding it. And then at the end, of course, we dumped it on ourselves. And oh, lucky gross. me, I had mud and all that stuff. Nice. <laughs> So when I dumped mine, I was just covered in mud and leaves and I don't know what. So, yeah. So I did take like two showers that night. <laughs> I don't blame you. I did too. That Charlotte was pretty nasty. Yeah. When when he came up to you and said that you didn't have enough water in your bucket, you should have said, yeah, because I was thirsty and I drank some of it, Craig. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> well, we actually were standing in that water. So, like, my feet and all of that stuff were in that water as well. So, yeah, right. <laughs> so you held, the, you held the bucket the whole time. You didn't have to do any laps in the barbed wire because of it? Exactly. 
Awesome. Yes, I held it back up the whole time. Yep. Yeah. That's so awesome. Good surprised. job. Yes. <laughs> That's a long time to hold a bucket front loaded thirty minutes. It is. Yeah. I it, I, but in my head, it was more of, and that's, um, so I, uh, so I trained with this great guy named Hector Martinez and he, he also, he's done the hurricane heats for a long, a long time before me, but we live in the same area. Um, and he goes to my physical therapist as well. Um, so when we're working out, it's, it's more of like, don't you drop that. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the whole thing that I was thinking in my head, like, just don't drop it. You know, you just suck it up, adjust it a little bit, and, um, yeah, and just like this, and, you know, and then they're talking, trying to get me to stop focusing on the pain that I'm going through. So, yeah. That's funny. So, um, what is it about the hurricane heats that you personally love so much about? I think it's the teamwork um, because I'm not just, I mean, at certain points you are doing that particular activity alone, um, but there's a lot of team aspects that, and you get to meet a lot of people. Um, so that's why I love it. It's like, like after every event you do, it's like, you know, you get some friend requests <laughs> hmm. and so you get to meet, meet up and link up with a lot of people from around, you know, the U S and even outside. I think we had a guy from, Canada at Charlotte um so so yeah I mean it's it's I think that's what started me on wanting to do more after that four hour because I met a lot of great people at that one um and we're still friends to to this day we have a huge um we have a chat group that we all keep chatting with each other oh that's awesome yeah so when somebody asks you what a hurricane heat is what do you tell them Uh, (laughs) <laughs> um what do I t- uh I tell them that it's mission it's like a mission based event. Mm. Um and and that it's just yeah a lot of coordination, collaboration and um and I do say it's military style. Cuz at certain aspects I um like when I I have another friend who's in the reserves and so I tell her, you know, kind of the stuff that, that I've done. And so she's like, Oh, that sounds like, you know, one of the like a typical like training day <laughs> that, mm. that she does. Um, but, but yeah, so that's how I kind of explain it. It's like a team mission based event. I don't know if that's a good way to explain it or not. I think that's a good way to explain it. I mean, <laughs> I've never done one, so the more and more that I talk, oh, we got to get you to do it. I know the, the more I talk to people that's, that's done them and, I'm not the type of person that likes to do something because somebody told me to, unless they're paying me. I've, I've kind of got that attitude, but the more I talk to people about this, the more my curiosity spikes about wanting to maybe try one. But I think I might would do it. Like if I had a friend go with me, you know, where we uh-huh. kind of joke around and give each other shit. I think I would Thank enjoy you. that for sure. Yeah. There's a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Um, so would you say that like completing these hurricane heats has made like your day-to-day life easier to handle? Like, you know, you've completed all these hurricane heats with all these different difficult tasks. So like in your normal day, when something comes up, are you able to say, well, I've done this, you know, in a hurricane heat. So this is nothing. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's it really does build your resiliency, um, just for life in general. Um, and that's the thing. Like when when I was when I had this horrible trip to Charlotte, like just getting there and you know losing my bag, and then the, the I missed my connecting flight, and I literally sprinted through. I was like, I'm feeling great. I sprinted through the airport, I carrying my carry on, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like booking it. <laughs> But I was like, literally, they had already shut the door, and I was like one minute late from when it actually like took off. Um, and they were like, well, you weren't on the list because we didn't think you would make it. And I was like, seriously? <laughs> 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 like, so they didn't know what I was capable of. But anyway. Um, That's funny. But yeah, it's like those types of things that it's like, you know, and then when I get to my hotel, I'm like, okay, I have to figure out how to get uh, clothes because I didn't even have clothes. So I figure out how to get 
um, clothes and then get gear. And then, so it's like that for me was like, um, like my heat had already started. Yeah. Um, hmm. so, so like, it's that kind of like life things. So it's like, okay, I'm just going to treat this like a mission hmm. and then, you know, and then you complete it <laughs> for however way that you can do it. You just get through it and, um, and show up. So, so that's what it's really helped me to, to think about life in hmm. that aspect. Well, that's a good way to look at it. I think. <laughs> Okay, so now we're up to the point where um, you you emailed Joe and he responds back that bad news. I signed you up for the death race, mm-hmm. and so when you receive this email, you know <laughs> how how do you, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I <laughs> I <laughs> so so I guess. So here's the thing. So when I saw that there weren't any um, like 12 or 24 hour heat scheduled, part of my my goal for this year was going to be to do a trifecta weekend mm-hmm. and to see how I handle, you know, a trifecta weekend. And then when that wasn't happening, I, you know, that's when I emailed him with this like three page long story. Um, and then he replies to that. And I'm in my head. I'm like, but that wasn't on the plan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so w- when you say the trifecta weekend, you're talking about a hurricane heat trifecta. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Right. So there's a hurricane heat trifecta weekend where you do a 24, 12 and a four wow. in the same like two or three days. Um, and that's what, uh, that, that's what Hector, the, the guy that I trained with at the gym, that's where Hector Martinez, he did. Um, and that weekend, and he was, and I mean, it was, it was brutal. He's amazing. Hmm. But <laughs> I was like, okay, I was like, okay, that's my goal. Um, but yeah, then, then Joe DeSena had a different goal for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, so yeah, when I got that email, I sent it to a lot of people and I was like, what is <laughs> like, what do I do? <laughs> um, because I, and that's what I planned to so, so if you show the um, that mountain of all of the different types of heats, I think you had posted that recently. Um, you know, the death race is at the top, and I yeah. was like, uh, I'm hmm. like <laughs> so yeah. So it's like now it's to a point of like there's so many reasons why I'm not capable of doing it, <laughs> <laughs> but it's more of, at this point it's more of like I'm just going to show up and you know, attempt whatever I can attempt. There you go. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure 90% of it's mental, you know, Uh uh it's a lot of mental toughness, you know? Yeah. And, and then we have an added special, um, thing to this one to where there's a, uh, resiliency course that we are encouraged to do before the death race even starts at Norwich University. Oh wow! So what? So yeah. what does that in, involve? So that's what we have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's two. It's a two day event um, at the oldest military college in the, in the United States, and so that's. Um, that's before yeah and so then you you either graduate or you don't graduate from that um and then depending on that is when when your death race starts so so that's uh, everybody that signed up to do the death race that has to do that right everybody was told to do it yeah but it's technically considered optional Mm. um but yeah there's always you know uh, consequences to, right. to things, so I'm, sure. I'm doing it. So I'm <laughs> so I'm getting there early and I'm doing <laughs> what. Uh, we'll see how my body is after the two days before the death race even starts. And then that's the whole, you know, that's the whole extra feature that we're just going to be. So I, I saw that he also commented and asked for, you know. He, he wanted you to tell your friends and people you train with because he had homework for them. What, what did he mean by that? Oh, yeah. So um, so Hector Martinez, he has the, I think Andy had posted that he's the world record holder for Hurricane Heat trifectas because uh, he completed three last year. Right. Um, 
And so he, he allowed me to put him in that email huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> after a lot of, a lot of thinking about it. So it's a really big decision. Um, and so, so I sent that to Joe. I didn't get anything back. All what I got back was from Andy right. and that was a whole bunch of challenges. So, um, so that's what, so the homework is basically when you do the death race, there's, um, challenges that you have to do. And one of them is this challenge right now to where you have to do a podcast. Um, so, uh, that's, and then the other challenge is um, what I recently posted is, um, a video of you chopping or splitting wood mm-hmm. and then your, your why of doing this. Um, and then we also have to do another challenge of workout videos. So, so that I'm still trying to make. <laughs> so what is your why? That's so I'm like, I'm like, why am I doing this? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Cause Joe signed me up. Exactly. Cause Joe told me to do it. <laughs> Cause I sent a, um, I God. sent a disgruntled email to the head of Spartan because there wasn't a lot of hurricane heats and he signed me up for the death race. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> It's more of like, why not? That's my kind of, like, you, you know, thing right now is, because um, I guess that's the thing. It's more of like, it's, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have on my own signed up for this. Right. So I'm like, maybe this was my way to, to get in it, you know? Mm. That's how I'm considering it. That's, that's how my reflection is. Um that I wouldn't have had confidence on my own to be like, oh, I'm going to sign up for the death race, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so, so that's how, that's my why. Well, and, and like, um, yeah. And, and think about it like this. I mean, I, I mean, I don't want to say it's a sign or something, but I mean, think about it like this, you know, you said that you, you feel like you wouldn't have had the confidence to do this on your own. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, when would do you think you would have had the confidence to do this on, on your own? You may right. never have thought that you'd have had the confidence to do this on your own by yourself. So that's what's that. really cool that he, you know, went ahead and signed you up for this. So mm-hmm. pass or fail, if you go there and, you know, and don't make it through the whole event, you'll still always be able to say, well, like it or not, I had the confidence to give it a shot and Mm -hmm. that way that intimidation factor will be gone and you may want to try it again after you know if if you don't make it or if you do make it you see what i'm saying right exactly yeah so it's an awesome Um, opportunity exactly yeah and exactly and that was that was the other thing it was like well i mean this is my opportunity you know (laughs) this Mm. is what i'm supposed to do so um yeah so it's why i'm just gonna show up and see what happens and yeah and take it what is it second by second (laughs) no you see you you got to you got to go ahead and start building this up you got to be like i'm gonna go there and crush this shit I know my brain is more like I don't run marathons. I don't do you know. Like, I'm like I'm no more conditioned like some of these other guys to to do anything like this. I'm like I have so many like downsides. <laughs> but then I'm, I'm like, but you know what? I'm just gonna show up and be like, hey. Yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> What's the chores you need me to do, Joe? <laughs> when you're at a point where you're like, I don't think I can do this. That's when the, you know, the crew or the people that you're with are like, no, you can, you know, they, they pump you up and they motivate you to finish. Right. Um, so, so that's the, that's the community aspect that really kept me going back Hmm. for more. When I interviewed, uh, Ryan Moran, uh, he did the winter Uh death race not too long ago and he, he gave me that same, that same feeling too. He said like they were all trying to keep everybody in it as long as possible, you know, Uh and it was positive attitudes and, you know, eat glass, you know, the mental fortitude, you know, that got the rest of them through it. You know, they knew at the, 
I mean, the way Ryan talked, you know, they knew they couldn't break him by sending him in ice water because he had been training it and he loved it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I just, I thought, you know, I, when I interviewed him, I, I thought I didn't think the story was going to go the way he told it. And I was really, I really enjoyed that interview a lot. So when is the next death race? So it is June. It's coming up. I'm running out of time. Yeah, it's coming up. <laughs> so um, the uh, yeah. So the resiliency course is the 28th and 29th, or is it the 29th? No, it's the 29th and 30th. Right. And then the death race starts July 1st through what Andy says sometime before when the fire cracks happen on July 4th. So when the fireworks <laughs> oh, wow. so, happen on July 4th. So first through fourth. So about four days of fun. Exactly. Yes. It's called vacation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what are you doing now to prepare for this besides talking to me, chopping wood? Mm-hmm. I am making fire, so mm-hmm. I had a fun time doing that. Mm-hmm. Almost, then everyone was like, "Don't set your hair on fire," because I was like so <laughs> close to it. <laughs> um, and I mean, we're just doing a lot of like two mile ruck, two mile run, one mile ruck, one mile run, and just carrying as much as weight as possible. Um, since starting this like i told you in, in california i realized like i need to work on incline <laughs> right yeah because that's a huge factor and um so that's going to be a huge factor there too so i've been doing there, a lot yeah. of a lot of incline treadmill and incline stair climber workouts mm. um because like i said you know i don't have any we you know there are some areas where like we call it like a little trail run kind of thing but it's nowhere near like you know 20 percent incline um, so, so that's why I'm just doing lots of, uh, just longer workouts. So, um, I do work out probably around two, two and a half hours, five days a week. Oh, and wow. then, um, and then on the weekend I do some, some kind of, you know, activity. So like, it just so happened that we had a really bad storm, um, two weekends ago. And one of my friends, she had a tree that fell. And so I was like, you know what? I'll I'll be there at two o'clock. Right. <laughs> so so I went over and just chopped all of our wood and hauled it off to the you know the area that the the city will come pick it up. Um, and I I did some community service that day. There so you go. It was good. Yeah. Um. So so that's kind of yeah. I'm just doing trail runs and that kind of thing. Hmm. So, and also going to North Carolina, like that was part of my plan. Like I want to do a heat, um, like before. So I was really, really thankful that at least I had a 12 hour, um, before the death race. Right. So, and that, you know, and that bucket hold was like, kind of like, I didn't think I would be able to do that. So it's that helped, hmm. <laughs> helped the training. So what scares you the most about having to do the death race? Dying. <laughs> 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 to be honest literally you're not gonna die <laughs> it is called the death race <laughs> in the history um, of the death race i don't think anybody's ever died so like, there you go. don't be the first um, there you go. Hmm. so yeah that's my i mean on, yeah it's because it is gonna it you're it's to that breaking point right i mean that's what they're wanting to get you at Right. So that's that for me. That's where that that's what I'm most fearful of is feeling that breaking point hmm. or multiple breaking points. That's probably what scares me the most. And just you know, not like like I said, you know, like I'm I'm not a marathon runner, so it's and I know there's there's this huge mountain <laughs> <laughs> that I'm gonna have to go over a lot, so that. That's kind of my fear is just the, the incline aspect of it. Hmm. You know? But, you know, breaking points. Well, if you're working so on see. doing the stair climber and the incline treadmill, that'll help a lot, a lot. Yeah. yeah. 
because that's what I that's what I do to get ready for the mountain races. So and it, it's helped a lot. Um, so do you have anybody that you're kind of like that you know that's already that's also signed up to do the death race as well? So y'all are kind of going there together, or is it just you're going on your own? Or surely you know some people that are going right. I, I know people who are going, um, not, not people that I, that I see like every day or that kind of thing. Right. Um, it sounds so, like you need to get Hector yeah. signed up. I know. <laughs> I, I wish that's my, um, that's my goal. I, I don't know. He, he will, he will not, uh, what does it publicly say if he's going or not? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah, so, and and I did actually, I heard that podcast with Ryan, um, and that's one of the other reasons why I reached out to you. Huh. Um, and so, so I did reach out to Ryan and I was like, <laughs> my weird questions, I, that's what I told him. I was like, I have weird questions. How many pairs of clothes did you take? Like, that's <laughs> my, <laughs> those are the things that I'm worried about. <laughs> mm. yeah. Um, and like how many pairs of socks, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sure there's like a bunch of like details like that, like how much food should I bring, you know, the clothes yes. and shoes and gloves yeah. and gear. But th- I'm sure they send out like some sort of gear list. I'm sure they got to, right? So, yeah, the, the, they're supposed to send out a gear list a month before. Um, so, but it's, not, but I don't. I don't know, I'm because I've never done this before. So. Right. <laughs> um, but I don't know if that includes like you know like other aspects of it, you know, like clothes and nutrition and that kind of thing. Hmm. Um, but then you know, like I told you, that could be totally you know gone when you're actually there and you don't know what you're gonna actually have to be able to have. <laughs> so, hmm. so like you plan for all of these things and it's like no, we're not going to do any of that. So yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I had heard, um, so going back to it, I had heard his, so that's when I reached out to him. Um, and I asked him, did you bring anybody with you? Because I know some bring a crew, some people don't. And, and his response was, no, I didn't want anybody to witness that. (laughs) (laughs) So, so that's what I'm kind of following. I'm like, no, I don't want any, because people have offered like, oh, I can go with you. I'm like, no, you know what? I think see no I I didn't know that you could take people to like crew with you I didn't know you could do that yes yeah you can um yeah it's the and they have a whole set of rules for crew people Mm. um so yeah because I know some of the other death race um uh winners or completed I don't know what you call them um but that they some of them do have like a crew member or somebody like that um that I don't know how they help them in what way, and there's a lot of rules for that. So, mm. so that's why I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna. What is it? Make it or break it by myself. Right. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that they would do that. But that's cool. That's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I learned something new every day. Yeah, there you go. So, okay, what would you tell somebody that's on the fence about? doing a hurricane heat where they might be scared or nervous to do it or they're just uh i guess scared of the unknown what would you tell them mm-hmm. just to jump in <laughs> and swim mm. um and that's the thing like because it's team like especially with the four hour the four hour is i would say probably a hundred percent team mm. Um, so, so that's like, it's more of to help to, I would tell somebody if you're not able to do something, your teammates will help you to complete it. And so, so that's thing. So if you're on the fence about it, just know that there's a huge community and a family out there that's going to help get you through the four hours. (laughs) Um, so, and you know, it's not just on your own. Have have you ever done a hurricane heat where you were like, "That's it, I'm about to quit"? Have you ever got to that point, or have you always had just the mental fortitude to finish out the time? No, yeah, my first twelve hour, I was gonna quit <laughs> 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 because that was at the race venue. I had only done one sprint before then, mm-hmm. 
And then that's when we had to do the ruck cargo wall and a frame. And I think I had, I did it twice and I was like, I can't, I can't do it again. <laughs> I just couldn't. <laughs> um, and you know, this is probably at midnight and we, what the challenge was is to go over the cargo wall and then the a frame and then you would read um, Morse code and then you had to remember the Morse code and then go back all over it and then write it down Ew. what you remembered. Yeah. <laughs> See, I would mess up every single task like that. Like you got to remember this. I'd be like, man, forget that. I can't even remember what I walked across the house to do earlier. You know what I mean? I would, I'd fail every task like that. Yeah. Like, I'd see, I mean, but it does like, but that's the thing. If you, don't remember a lot of it then you have to go over it again mm. <laughs> so i was trying to remember like as most of i could so that i didn't have to go over it again um but yeah it was at that point um that i think i had done it twice and i i couldn't do it again and um and then hector told me don't and quit mm. <laughs> so that's when i was like okay fine I'm going to eat a snack. So I had a snack. So mm. I just sat there and I took a break and I ate my snack. And then, you know, and I just got in my head. I'm like, hey, I'm going to have to just, just try to go over it again. And so then I would just get, and then I get to the top and then Tonya's like yelling at me. It's all in your head. <laughs> and, I'm like, yeah. and I'm like, I'm going to fall off of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, so yeah, so and then once I ate something, so that's why I'm like, food is important. So I ate something, and then I felt like I'll just keep trying again. And so, um, yeah, and I just try to remember as most as I could and write it down. So at the and honestly, at the end of that twelve hour, I was like, I don't think I passed. Mm. Um, even though I had done like well on all of the other aspects of it, um, yeah, I did. I didn't think I was going to pass, and then. And then he, he said, I can play good. And I just mm. started crying. <laughs> mm. so, um, yeah. So that, and that was, that's been the thing for me. So that was last year. Mm-hmm. And then this past 12 hour this year, um, like I felt so much better compared to that one. So I'm like, okay, you know, like my training has been working. So, so that felt good. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. So I'm about out of questions, but I always ask people the same questions when they come on here. And since you've primarily done hurricane heats, I'm going to ask you like to this day, and you may have already said too as well, but out of all the hurricane heats that you've done or races, what has been your most favorite one and why? Oh, definitely the 24 hour. Hmm. Um, and well, and of course, Andy, Andy was the cryptage, so she led it. So she's the best. Um, she is the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, but honestly, the 24 hour was a good mix of team and, and individual challenges. So, and you really got to know your teammates a lot better. Um, and you also did like, like challenges, you know, like the puzzle stuff, you know, it, so it's, it was a lot more mental stuff too with, um, with individual challenges. So that's, that's why I think I enjoyed that the most. And it's longer one. Maybe I just enjoyed like just being out there for a long time <laughs> with, with, in Austin under the stars. I don't know. It was just, yeah. And then we, so we had this egg that we kept um, during, you know, throughout everything. Mm. And so then at the end, you know, if it was uncracked, you got to parachute it off of this um, bridge so at that point this is hour 23 you know so my brain is just i'm just like in la la land (laughs) and so and so they're like you have to we all had parachutes and so you have to launch your egg off off with the parachute off the bridge and in my head and so they gave us like a couple minutes to to protect the egg and in my head i'm like i don't have anything to protect this egg so all i had was a plastic bag I had a Ziploc bag and I put the egg in a Ziploc bag and I attached it to the parachute (laughs) and then I get to the bridge and I see everybody else with like the egg in like their glove 
or then like all this other like uh, foam and all, and I was mm. just like, oh, I didn't think about any of that. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I had that gear in my head, I was just like, I have nothing to protect this. And so, um, at, at that point, Milo. So Milo was the um, helper helping Andy, and so Milo. <laughs> I, he looks at me, he's like, okay, launch, and he sees that it's just the egg, and he's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, yeah, buddy. <laughs> and so I just dropped it, and it did not, it didn't break. It oh, wow. landed in, like, like, the parachute opened, and it just glided down to the ground <laughs> into this, like, shrub, um, and that was kind of like the what is it, the synopsis of the 24 hours. I was like, there you go. <laughs> and nobody could believe that the egg actually survived. So, so yeah, so mm. the 24-hour has to be my favorite one. <laughs> and it also completed my trifecta for that year. So so it was a great end to the race season. I bet it was. Yeah. So out of all the hurricane heats that you've done, which is the one that you liked the least or hated the most or was the hardest one? <sighs> mm. I would still say at the time, the 12 Was it the one with bumper. Craig? Was it the one with Craig? Be honest. Was it the one with Craig? Because Craig was there, Craig and around. <laughs> that was, this was great. And then he was on your podcast, like, I don't know, a couple of days after that. And so I was like, I, yes. So, no. Um, so that's the thing. So I, I've been getting more prepared as I go. Um, so so his 12-hour, it, it was brutal. And I was literally everything hurt i i mean i posted photos of my of all of my bruises my both eyes were bloodshot i was oh, wow. beat up like i was completely beat up and so the i think we ended at like 10 p.m somewhere around there mm-hmm. and then the four hours started at two i think the next day mm. and so i was just tore up and I was like I was like let's just see what happens when I sleep so <laughs> um so I you know so I woke up the next morning and I was like here we go um mm. so I but it's, I I would say I, I handled that better than so this was actually my first time doing a back-to-back heat right so my very first heat at South Padre Island there was actually a 12 hour shortly after that four hour mm-hmm but I didn't have any confidence in myself that I could do that. Mm. Um, so, so this was now one year later was my test of like, okay, I can do a 12 hour and a four hour in the same, you know, 24 hour time period. Mm. Um, so yeah. So, but that's, I've never had an event that I hated. Right. I was, I would say that that 12 hour in Pocahontas was, the hardest for me mentally and physically because at that time I you know I, I had only been training for it for maybe like nine months maybe right yeah a year so um so for me that was and like I said you know I had only done one sprint at that point so yeah so for me that was like that was the worst one mm. <laughs> so but yeah no but Craig is great <laughs> <laughs> yeah he is I just like giving him shit <clears throat> Um, so, so yeah. I know it's different for hurricane heats as it is for like getting up early on Saturday morning and getting ready for, a, you know, a competitive race. But mm-hmm. is there something that you do that you must do like every time before a hurricane heat? Like what is your hurricane heat routine? My routine. If there's one. I always... I always pack my water, or I'm always concerned about water. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like the night, like the night before, like whatever, like whatever, whatever time it starts, like that's always my main thing when I'm doing like a gear check, and I do a gear check like probably three times. Mm-hmm. Um, but but water is probably the thing that I'm like, okay, wherever I'm going, I'm like, okay, where am I going to get my water? Right. <laughs> I want to make sure I got my gallons of water. And like for the 24 hour, you know, it was in Austin in the, in August. Oh, gross. So it was like, yeah, it got above a hundred. Wow. So, so that was, the, so I think I brought like four gallons of water. I know. And they make you wear all black and I'm like, man, that's so 
brutal to make them wear yes. black when it's so hot at some of those hurricanes. Well, it's actually at that one, the 24-hour, we got to wear white shirts. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> because of the heat factor. Oh, see, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, hmm. uh, yeah, so that's it. And, but then, you know, in Austin, they're ba- I still have mine, but it's red, basically. Now. <laughs> it's, not, it's not white anymore. It's the nice Austin clay. Oh, um, nice. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't have that many, like, superstitions or anything like that. Right. Um, but yeah, it's mostly just I I do well. I mean, I have my I have my routine of getting what I call the alignment check. So at my physical therapist, so the day before I travel, mm. I go to him and I'm like, "Hey, alignment check, make sure." Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, and he's like, "Good to go," you know. <laughs> so I'm like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, so it's mostly just water and the gear, which which like I said, you know, for for Charlotte, the the gear check didn't help me at all because it didn't come with me. Um, so yeah. Hmm. Well, cool. Uh, well, Lisa, I'm out of questions. Is there anything that you want to add that I might've not asked or left off? Um, no, the only thing is now we got to get you to do a heat and I'm going to show up whichever one you do. (laughs) Okay. So we do that. Well, see, now that I've got a friend doing it, I might sign up because we can sit there and talk shit the whole time. There you go, exactly. And make fun of Craig while he's trying to make us do stuff we don't want to do. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, where can uh, people find you on like Facebook and Instagram if they, if you if you want people to follow you? Oh yeah, sure. Watch me. Yeah, I suffer every day. I just post workout photos of the board. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm Tech Lisa 5 That's my Instagram handle, um, and Lisa Gonzo on on Facebook. Um, but yeah, so and uh, Spartan will of course be posting a lot of stuff on the death race. So we'll see what happens then and then they always do live so make sure to watch and and cheer us on pray for all of us please (laughs) (laughs) um and yeah well hey lisa thanks for the chat and good luck at the death race thank you thanks for everything hope you enjoyed the interview i want to thank lisa again for taking time to talk to us i'll be at fayetteville this weekend so if you see me out there tell me what's up if you see me running the ultra talk to me while i'm on course i'm gonna try to talk to some people while i'm out there too i usually do uh follow us on facebook and instagram hey we'll see you at fayetteville this weekend peace